Welcome to the Inclusive Schools podcast, forging inclusive pathways by belong. In this podcast, we will unpack themes of bias, prejudice and identity within and outside the domain of education in India. In every episode, we speak to experts who will provide valuable insights in imagining on an inclusive and equitable future of schooling systems in India and contemplate on possible solutions. The title for today's episode is The Question of Language. The National Education Policy 2020 has emphasized on the use of mother tongue or local language as a medium for instruction till class 5, recommending its continuance till class 8 and beyond. It further recommends teachers to use a bilingual approach, including bilingual teaching learning materials with students whose home language may be different from the medium of instruction. Even though on paper this seems like a progressive step, The implementation of the policy may lead to undermining of scheduled tribal languages which are not even recognized by the state. This would ultimately lead to more stress for the marginalized groups who don't find recognition in their own state. Further, it might take quite some time to translate the existing textbooks to various local languages. In this episode, we bring on board Shivani Nag, an assistant professor in the School of Education Studies at Ambedkar University. She is also an education and language rights activist. drawing on the theories of cultural psychology critical and feminist pedagogies her research focuses on inclusion experiences and participation of children adolescents and young adults from marginalized and disadvantaged contexts in schools and higher education stay tuned as we speak with shivani nag about finding solutions to the question of language within the scope of indian education system Hi Shivani I welcome you to this episode. Hello Saranj. So Dr Shivani a lot of your research work has centered around multilingual education in the context of India. Can you tell us a little bit about the scope of your work and how it engages with the question of inclusion? Okay so Saranj my work my doctoral work actually was aimed at looking at some of the practices and models that had started around multilingual education and before i share about my work the context of these multilingual education programs had been focused on uh, tribal children whom various educational reports had shown that you know the retention rate is very less they tend to drop out a lot before even finishing the elementary school education and over a period of time quite a number of researches showed that you know for tribal children language was a huge barrier because their home language which they were speaking at home was most often not the language of school for instance like my work has uh, largely been with the saura tribe in odisha so they speak saura at home which has little or no resemblance to odia in which the the government schools are so for them that created a huge huge barrier they had to learn odia as soon as they enter school and also learn other subjects in odia really impacted the formation of their foundations their conceptual foundations and similar observations were made in different states with you know high tribal population i've been to some schools in jharkhand where again students found it very difficult to even talk about simple mathematical concepts of addition subtraction and one realized that the problem was not really that they couldn't understand but the fact that the language which was being used to take them through these concepts was a language that they had not had any prior exposure to and you know when we are talking about the tribal community and tribal children it's also important to remember you know that many of them say in the last decade uh, when this work had started were also first generation school goers so it's not like they had a lot of exposure to english hindi or other languages on television or through print media at home or through their parents 
right so there is a lot of disadvantages so it is in context of these that multilingual education schools uh, till primary class were established in the tribal areas of andhra pradesh and odisha around 2005 6 7 so my work was actually to see what kind of difference these schools were making how they were using the child's language whether it was sufficient to bring in the language just till the primary level like you just mentioned about the national education policy talking about use of mother tongue till class 5 so the research also tried to look at whether it was sufficient to bring in a child's language only till class 5 so these were some of the questions that i was looking at and also the guiding assumptions or the guiding theoretical frameworks for me was the fact that having been trained in cultural psychological uh, paradigm mainly you know around the ideas of vygotsky there is a very very dynamic constitutive relationship between mind language and culture so if our national curricular framework since of 2005 has been extremely well accepted so if our curriculums are talking about founding children's concepts by making links between their everyday lives and the academic concept can that be done without using the language in which the child actually lives and you know experiences that daily life so this this question around multilingual education for me is extremely important even when we think about inclusion if you are looking at inclusion as something more than physical entry into classroom spaces and by inclusion we mean inclusion in participation of a classroom process then it's important to see what are the tools being used in the classroom and whether those tools are accessible to children whereby they can meaningfully participate in this also language plays a huge role that was the context of my work you know to see how these programs were doing whether they were helpful what was the community's response to them how they were using language uh, were there any differences in different kind of schools that were adopting this approach and in this whether through language were they able to create a space for a better socio cultural inclusion of the children what i found was that the fact that over the years and something that even continues in the current national education policy about using a child's mother tongue only till grade 5 it was definitely the children when they went to the classrooms they felt more comfortable they felt more at ease because the teacher was speaking in a language that they already knew but because the teachers knew that by the time these students come to grade 5 or 6 they would have to transit to the local language or the regional language there was a lot of pressure amongst teachers to not use child's language as much for conceptual foundation but more uh, to use child's language to take them to the regional language for instance if saura is being used with tribal children till grade 5 so one felt that you know the teachers effort was not so much to use saura to build in better mathematical concepts or uh, better scientific concepts but because they knew that by the time the child comes to grade 6 this language completely exits the system it does not even continue as a language subject so for the first 5 years the teachers had a lot of pressure that using saura they are able to take the child to odia so that by the time the child comes to grade 6 they are kind of comfortable in you know odia you know language is a very very potent and important cultural tool it's a important tool for thought we can't it's it's difficult for us to have thoughts without the use of language so something so important in many schools had been reduced to mere translation purpose in schools where they were using child's language not just to kind of scaffold child's entry into the second language but also using child's language to work at their mathematics other subjects other foundational concepts those children did a lot better than students in whose school the child's language was only being used to take them to the next language these are multilingual education schools but the idea is to use their language to help the child better learn other languages without any fear 
to form better concepts and you know four years down the line when one interacted with the communities a lot of them said that they could see the difference between their older child who was going to odia medium schools or telugu medium schools who would come back not be able to say what happened in the class was not interested in going to school would always complain that they want to leave the school they could see a change in these children who were coming back and saying what had happened in the class they could tell them what was taught they felt comfortable going to school so these were some of the major findings but yes this concern was there that the child's language till grade 5 uh, is too early for the language to make an exit i mean the moment you keep it only till grade 5 there is unconscious or you know subconscious pressure on the teachers that the child picks up the main language by grade 5 else there would be a difficulty so a lot of potential that inclusion of this language created space for not all of them could be utilized because of this pressure these were some of the major uh, findings from this research that came out very interesting findings and i really hope that i'm able to access your research soon enough sure uh, i'll be glad to share saran <laughs> yeah and uh, uh, shivani you also worked as an educator since 2013 mm-hmm. i i was very interested to know as to how you have imbibed these elements of inclusion in your own teaching practice right so one thing saranch is that you know as a teacher to practice inclusion of course it's not that easy because a lot of disadvantages marginalizations you know we don't understand even our theories have exposed us to very few set categories and almost as if those categories are non interacting so classroom space creates a lot of opportunities to learn from it some of the elements that i've tried one of course has to do with language though in all the institutions that i've taught the medium of instruction has been english i've taught very briefly uh, in one of the colleges in delhi university as a guest faculty but more time that i've spent have been in a state university in odisha now a state university in delhi in both of which the medium of instruction has been english but most of my classes are never monolingual they are bilingual they are multilingual often i mean in delhi my classes are bilingual in odisha when i was there because my field work had also been in odisha you know i had spent quite a number of years in the state even before i joined as a faculty there so i could uh, understand odia speak very very little of it so often in my class there were students who could understand hindi understand english but they felt more comfortable articulating in odia so i have tried to the extent possible that language is not a barrier and in that i've also recognized that you know i don't need to know all the languages to be able to facilitate this for students because sometimes if a student was asking me a question in nudia i could not always understand it there would always be a student who would be happy to help explain that question to me right so in this process i think both the student and the teacher got a uh, opportunity to better the language that you know they were not so comfortable in so that has been one part in com- in terms of verbal communication currently in the university that i am in a lot of our students uh, you know the university being in delhi a lot of it's a pub- it's a government university a lot of students uh, come from government schools from delhi which means uh, they've had a hindi medium school education so i do encourage them you know rather than forcing them that you write your answers in english straight away i i do try to tell them how they can better their english but they're always free to write their responses in hindi to first share a draft with me in hindi where we can sit together and then translate it to english so given the different constraints that university systems have with their deadlines and their formal policy on medium of instruction at least i have tried to use uh, whatever agency and flexibility i have had as a teacher to not let language become the more important thing than the concepts and their understanding of different concepts and theories and that's one aspect of it 
the other of course you know when we talk about inclusion and there is a lot that i've learned in all these years with respect to caste region class gender in my experience as a student any person who did not conform to the binary of male and female even if they were there in our classes they remain invisibilized but during the course of my experience as a faculty there are students who've alerted me to the invisibilizations that happen you know so even things like not assuming pronouns being watchful trying to engage with silences so you know it's a complicated process of negotiation one thing that i've learned is to listen you know be open to listening to students and not become too comfortable or confident about what i think i know about them because then then the opportunity to hold on to them to dialogue and to learn is always present yeah and i and i hope that you know in case if there are other educators listening to this episode they take these lessons home because these are very important learnings that you've shared so moving on to the question of language according to you shivani how has the politics of language played an important role in determining one's access to education specifically in india uh it's played very very important role in fact a far more important role saranj than we are willing to acknowledge the thing is you know that inclusion through language works in various ways one is the simple question of language you know whether uh, my mother tongue is a medium of instruction in school or not and if it is a medium of instruction in school what kind of schools and i'll come to this but uh, it's also important to recognize that a lot of class caste exclusion also happens through language see the schooling system in india is extremely hierarchical not just uh, the difference between the private schools and the government schools even among the private schools you have a very very different range of schools where people with money uh, have access to elite schools with all infrastructure and trained teachers and often they have a uh, leading educationists from across the world on their boards and you have these low fee private schools whose only selling point is english medium and these are accessible to largely the lower middle class for instance i have met a lot of people from not just the lower middle class but people below the poverty line who send their children to these schools because they think english is important and these schools have extremely insufficient infrastructure they don't have well trained teachers and so on right so th- there is this hierarchy even in the government schools you have the navodhyas and the kendriya vidyalayas and the sainik schools and then you have the mcd schools so there is a hierarchy there as well now in my experience as a student as a teacher a child who's done a regional medium schooling they've done their schooling in a regional medium whether their their local language be it hindi marathi bangla was the medium of instruction could not have come from a private school right so you don't have private schools that are at least not many private schools which are non english medium so this segregation of english to regional medium schools automatically translates into also a class distinction you know so who has access to good english medium schools and who does not have access to english medium schools anybody who can pay would prefer sending their child to a good english medium school a good private english medium school so the fact is that most of the students who are going to government schools that are regional medium schools are often also coming from a specific socio economic group the more the disadvantage in terms of their caste and class means that at home also they don't have support in terms of parents facilitating their learning they may not have that much of print media you know print materials available at home so there is difficulty in exposure to other languages also because of their home context 
for instance uh, my mother tongue is kangri it's not a language that is a medium of instruction in schools at all so my parents sent me to an english medium private school though english was never spoken at my home the fact is i came from a middle class background where i had access to television my par- my father would hear news in english in the evening there were newspapers coming to house there were magazines around so even though english was not spoken at home i had access to it i had exposure to it through print materials at home and of course uh, you know there were neighbors uh, who would speak english and so on now the child who's going to government school does not have this exposure anywhere else and we know what the state of government schools over the years has come to right so language in that sense plays a far more divisive role than what meets the eye as these children come to higher education one finds that a lot of times when students are struggling the teachers would say it's because of the language and you realize that it's not just language if your better quality schools are english medium and not as good quality schools are only regional medium then it also means that a lot of time what the student is battling with in higher education is not just that the language is now english but they have a problem of conceptual understanding also you know a child going to even say low private english medium school where you have teachers who teach english like they would teach eds i've seen a lot of these schools where english teaching is like up you're reading out a lesson the children are repeating they only have to rote memorize the answers in the end they don't understand the language in which they are reading and memorizing so when they come to higher education and they struggle with language it's not just about the language right when you don't have exposure to the uh, important languages and you're taught in a language that's not your own rote memorization becomes the default process of learning so language creates far more challenges and creates exclusions of different kinds and interacts with different social economic categories thus in higher education you find that as you move up the space still remains occupied by very few and the same few i know this might be sounding a little vague saranch and i don't know how well i'm being able to articulate this complexity but language has played a very very important role in not just determining one's access to education in terms of access to knowledge but in this way it is also determining one's access to contribute to knowledge discourse you know so people who finally end up reaching research are coming from a certain privileged section so you have the same theories so similar notions not getting challenged at all the whole question of language is political you know what gets called a language what gets called a dialect vernacular these have nothing to do with how good a language is how grammatically correct a language is how scientific a language is there are no established parameters ultimately it's the power that decides what will call a language and what will be relegated to the status of a dialect or just be called a vernacular exactly and my next question was very much related to your uh, last statement the figures that i've gotten from internet tell me that around 26% of indian population are bilingual and multilingual speakers mm-hmm. that's a huge huge number how do you think that language come into play when we discuss the accessibility of education not just in urban spaces or mm-hmm. rural spaces divide but rather other social divides as well so one is saranj that like you said this figure of 26% means there are so many hmm. i for one am a bit skeptical about 26% also because honestly i'm yet to meet an indian who's a monolingual i teach a course on multilingual education in india for the masters program at aud and i've been teaching this course i think since 2017 or 18 so every year we do a linguistic survey the students do a linguistic survey where they conduct the survey on at least 150 200 students from the university and see how many languages they know how many languages they had exposure to in school outside and so on 
and till date saranj we've never come across a monolingual indian i know this is a very very small sample but even in my life like i've moved across states from himachal to delhi i've lived in tamil nadu now i'm back to delhi i'm yet to meet a monolingual indian even the tribal communities that i've worked with where one would say that they, they don't know the regional language you know that's just for a few years ultimately when they have to find work when they move out of their villages it's very difficult to find monolingual indians in fact a very interesting observation that i've had with these surveys is also that even bilingual indians are very very few you know in india the only bilingual indians you might meet is if your mother tongue is hindi so you know hindi and you know in school you would have learned english if other than hindi you have any other language as your mother tongue then you would at least know three languages my mother tongue is not hindi so by default i know three languages because one is my home language hindi and english i had to learn at school and they were always present right in 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 fact for many of us if you ask me today what my mother tongue and home language are not the same my mother tongue may be kangri but my home language is a mix of languages and the language that i think in is also not one academically i think in english but fun conversation with friends are very rarely in english right so what i'm trying to say is that i'm not so sure about this figure of 26% because it's it's very difficult for indians to be monolingual the biggest problem of our schools saranches that they don't and not just in india that's the problem is world over but more so in india given the vast and rich linguistic diversity is that our schools have failed to understand how children naturally learn languages you know i knew two languages before i went to school in fact kind of three languages i knew i knew my alphabets and some rhymes before i went to school i knew three languages before i went to school i have a niece who before she went to school she knew kangri hindi nepali and a bit of english children learn languages as they hear them as they speak them when they are surrounded by languages and and the big you know the, the, i mean it's 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 very interesting saranj imagine in today's scenario where you're exposed to world music we listen to punjabi music people are watching a lot of korean serials and so on and so forth the schools have not really understood that they feel that multiple languages or multilinguality is some kind of a huge obstacle and a problem and this perspective is hugely problematic because in real life outside the social life of the child knowing multiple languages is never an obstacle at, and a problem in fact multiple researches have shown that multilingualism has a very high correlation with a better metacognitive ability language is related to culture in every language there are words that will not have exact synonyms in other languages right so language also brings with it a certain way of thinking about the world so if you have access to more languages also means you have access to so many more schemas of looking at the world and this is something we are all comfortable with when we are outside educational institutions so how is it that our schools and our colleges think that many languages are a problem or if too many languages come child will get confused you know over a period of time even there has been a serious revisiting of how language is taught in school and one see that there are some positive changes coming about when we start learning language at home nobody starts teaching us grammar first we pick up grammar from listening i mean you were speaking before you went to school in nursery and our i was speaking languages before i went to school and our parents didn't sit us down and taught teach us nouns and pronouns and so on so what i'm trying to say is that a lot many of us are multilingual and if we are not we have the capability to be multilingual and the school has to realize that this multilingualism of children can actually be a great asset in learning if school is not just about teaching language it is about when we talk about accessibility of education what does accessibility of education mean does it mean access to information 
वो आजकल आपको कहीं पे भी मिल जाएगा इंटरनेट पे इफ एक्सेस टू एजुकेशन आल्सो मींस एक्सेस टू वेज ऑफ थिंकिंग एक्सेस टू कॉम्प्लेक्स वेज ऑफ थिंकिंग एक्सेस टू क्रिटिकल वेज ऑफ थिंकिंग एक्सेस टू लर्निंग टू बी रिफ्लेक्सिव देन नोइंग दैट मल्टीपल लैंग्वेजेस गिव्स यू फार मोर स्कीमर्स ब्रिंगिंग इन लैंग्वेजेस शुड एक्चुअली बी मोर फेसिलिटेटिव टूवर्ड्स दिस एक्सेस ऑफ एजुकेशन and also it's important for us to realize that when you don't bring everybody's language into the classroom there is also a certain kind of social political messaging that is going as a social scientist as a person who's in social sciences who teaches social sciences a lot of theories that i have found powerful and i've engaged with i have learned and i teach today in english were not written in english lev vygotsky did not write in english foucault did not write in english gramsci did not write in english right i mean a lot of what as social scientists we teach was written in german russian french spanish if these theories were not produced in english why do we think english alone can determine access to it right so the point that i'm also trying to make is that when you bring some languages to school or our educational institutions and keep others out you're saying that education can only be accessed in some languages that learning is only possible in some languages that knowledge is available only in some languages which is a huge huge myth Lang- knowledge is created in every language and knowledge can be and should be accessible through different languages right so when you have students speaking multiple languages in class and only one's language is the language of instruction uh you're telling other students that what you come with is not worthy of being here right and the, when we talk about caste a lot of times we find it's very difficult to teach those who benefit from their caste about the fact it's it's very difficult to tell them that what they claim to be a merit is not really a merit there there are certain privileges that have enabled that merit same things happen with language you know in a class if i don't know english or if i'm not that fluent in english and the teacher is trying to teach in english and some student is getting it faster right as a child of 8 or 10 years i don't know that i'm not being able to understand it because of the language or the structure of language that if the teacher was speaking in hindi probably i would have learned faster than the child over a period of time these difficulties in accessing concepts because of language also become internalized as one's own inability so even the ramifications of not having a space of multilingualism in school are many where those who know the language of power are made to feel meritorious simply because they don't have to struggle with language to access concepts whereas those who have to struggle for them for a lot many of them it gets internalized as something that they are lacking right which does not make for a socially just democratic classroom we have to acknowledge this that knowledge is formed in many languages and hence the access to it should also be possible in as many languages definitely and as you mentioned certain languages actually impact the children who are sitting in that classroom very much aware of their own accessibility quotient dr shivani you also worked around the psychology of language and and how these two are related so according to you how does this exclusion this particular mm-hmm. exclusionary practice make the students feel there is an interesting anecdote uh, saranch that i want to share here and i may have mentioned it in one of the earlier webinars also that in 2019 we had to visit germany for an exchange uh, faculty program so we were taking some lectures and uh, since i'm interested in school education i'd also asked if i could visit some schools so i visited a few schools uh, during that time uh, and in one of the schools that i went to it was a government 
school it it was a bilingual school so it the medium of instruction in the school were english and german and we were interacting with students there so there was this turkish girl so i was a very confident turkish girl and i asked her uh, so you've always been in this school so she said no i was earlier in a german school but i didn't like it so i came here and now i feel good so i presume because she is not a german by birth i mean she is she's not a german and so probably she understands english better and she is feeling better in this bilingual school so i said oh, you understand english better than german and she said no and i was surprised she said no i've been born and brought up here so of course i understand german better but of course not as good as german students because we speak our own language at home so i only get to speak german with people outside the home so it's not as good but it's better than my english and i was wondering if if her german is better than her english why is she putting herself through this bilingual school in which she's having to access education in not one but two languages none of which are are her own home language and you know she had a very interesting thing to share and she said that when i was in an all completely 100% german school uh i would struggle to understand some things initially her her whole setup was such that they were surrounded by families coming from similar regions so there was not that much exposure to german at that time so initially when i used to struggle and my other classmates would get the concepts very fast i used to feel that mere ko nahi i i don't understand i'm just not able to understand when i shifted to this school during the english class i mean during the class where the subject is taught to us in english i can see that german students also struggle so that the fact that she's seeing german students struggling to understand something has helped her understand that in her previous school when she was struggling it wasn't about her right when we have classrooms saranj and in which only one set of students seem to be struggling and class and caste they are different we all know but we also know how closely connected they are and like i said given the very very vertical arrangement of school education in india it's the people with most disadvantages who would be in the lowest rung of the government school and regional language now when they come in contact with students whose language is the language of school and you know in this whole conversation right now we have not looked at there is no one language right schools also have standardized languages and that's a whole set of debate that which version of a language gets standardized and in case of hindi telugu a lot of languages we know that it's a sanskritized version which is usually you know the standardized version and that has caste implications you know kancha ilaya's own uh, autobiography uh, mentions this fact very very poignantly where he says you know for me reading shakespeare's work and kalidasa's work in telugu were no different both the languages were as alien for me right so coming back to what i was saying that the fact is when you see that in a classroom where you're using multiple languages and everybody struggles when it's not their language the struggle is shared by all right so you are able to connect that okay when teacher will speak in my language i understand when she doesn't speak in my language i struggle and it's the same with all but when the struggle is not shared when there is a certain privilege right these are institutional advantaging and disadvantaging so those who are recipients of institutional disadvantages often because they don't have the tools to make sense of it internalize it as their own inability right so the psychological impact of it is that you'll have lower confidence you'll have lower self esteem you'll have lower self efficacy you will think that there is something about you that cannot understand and of course the lesser you feel your ability is the less likely you are to engage with complex academic concepts right we all know the fear of maths comes from what that the fact is that in many of our early years we are we are taught maths as some kind of you know tables you have to learn rote memorization and so on you are unable to get the concept and that's where the fear develops and the thing is you feel you can't do it we never question that perhaps it's not taught the way it should be right so the psychological ramifications for 
one's developing sense of self are many and like i said earlier you know it also has a lot of ramifications for social identities you know because language is a social cultural tool language belongs to communities so if you're going to tell me that your language can be used to teach science but my language is not good enough to teach science then there is also a larger statement that you're making we're moving into a section that i term reimagining inclusive classrooms dr shivani have you come across any positive developments in the field of education with regards to language based inclusion mm-hmm. if so can you share with us those positive developments sure so one like i said saranch that these multilingual education initiatives that started were definitely a positive development i mean there were constraints the primary constraint for me was that they were limited till class 5 but something started there is something to learn from it and the fact that a lot of studies done on these now show that this is a good initiative but it needs to go beyond class 5 means there is something to build on so these have been encouraging and a lot of interactions with communities have been encouraging a lot of schools now the way they teach language one sees that wherever people are trained in sound pedagogy of language they themselves are open to using child's language to scaffold their entry into the newer language so you do see that from british council to everybody else even for teaching of english many many groups and organizations and researchers are now advocating multilingual approach to teach even a single language so there are those positive developments but the fact is that most of these developments are bottom up right and for them to take a good hold and to develop roots would also require some some changes at the higher levels or something at the top because as long as our higher education remains almost exclusively in english uh there will always be apprehensions regarding exposing students to so many languages at school level because it's it's always there in the mind that at some level this access will not remain but definitely there are initiatives and i i really feel very very strongly that most of these initiatives have to be at the level of institutions they have to be structural for them to be permanent for them to have a a greater impact but as teachers also there is there are a lot of things that one can do it's about the willingness to put in that effort right to be open to the fact that you have something to learn from children to let them speak in their language they, they will see we we are all are good communicators if i want to ask a direction of for uh, you know something in a place where i don't know the language i will try to make myself understood with all the language gaps so that ability of the student the teachers will have to trust that let them try to explain and they will try to make sure that you understand but it requires patience it requires time and it requires a certain reimagination of how power is distributed between teachers and students where you've got to let go of some of that power but coming back institutionally i feel there needs to be a lot of language support programs in india we've had institutions which had the mandate for translations and for working in multiple languages creating texts in multiple languages those are initiatives that require a lot of strengthening you have a cii and several other such institutions so a good thing would be you know to print in more languages have materials in more languages translate literature in different languages in languages you know where this has happened they have really grown a lot and you will find that students coming from certain specific government schools regional medium schools actually do well because they had good texts good theories good literature translated into their home language bengali is one example of it not just that there is rich literature and knowledge in bangla right but they've made the attempts to translate any good social theory that has been written you will find those translations 
so initiatives have been there they have to be strengthened and we as a community have to recognize that multilingualism is a strength it is a strength cognitively and it is a strength for the society it's sometimes even in my own experience as a teacher saransh i find that students who know speak english at home of course they have exposure to other languages they can speak a little of it but they've been only exposed to english in their school and homes largely sometimes most reluctant to change or to listen or to imagine that a different world view is possible so it's not just about access of education if we don't want to create entitled beings who who, who just cannot empathize or entertain the possibilities of different ways of being and thinking then we need to strengthen this more institutionally there are initiatives but they need community support and of course they need political support shivani there are often times when certain stakeholders are ignored while mm-hmm. tackling the question of language based inclusion can you think of some of the stakeholders should be including in this conversation and how can they contribute to make system quite inclusive or different languages different communities different cultures you know this is a it's a difficult question saranj and you know for us see who we imagine as stakeholders also depends on our idea of what education is supposed to do right sometimes i i'm careful in sharing this because there is it it can it there is no either or to it for example sometimes i also have a problem when it comes to certain concern around health right you would listen to the experts you will not base your health policies only on populism or what the public wants right because it's not that what they want may not necessarily be fine and they shouldn't have a saying what they want but there are people who are engaging with this area for long enough to know that you know what might appear immediate may not be good long term right so you would not form health policy simply based on a majority opinion but at the same time for that policy to work for that policy to be accepted you need to engage with the community dialogue with them find ways of explaining where the experts are coming from and also have the experts listen to what the apprehensions of the community are some of which uh, may be very real and they have not been able to imagine right so we need to understand why we are engaging with each you know a lot of times it happens is what happens is that either you want to fly on a certain popular sentiment not realizing that that goes against what the experts are saying or get something from the experts and impose it on people without trying to understand what their challenges are right so when it comes to language and education like i've said given that our education the way we imagine it is so tied to profession tied to occupation to earning to livelihood their concern is very real when they say that what if my child is only learning the home language and is not exposed to the languages in which jobs are in which more opportunities are that's a real concern and you can't just impose something from the top and not address it right so they will but at the same time having researched having read theories having one also knows that for a concept to be founded it needs to have a beginning in some tangible material reality there has to be some journey through the concept if it has to be understood which is not possible in a language in which you can't think now these two have to come together i'll have to listen to the community if they have certain apprehensions address it and that is why we are not calling them mother tongue schools we are not calling them regional medium schools so when we talk about multilingual education programs the idea is to be able to address this apprehension of the community that their child will stay with that language alone right 
so we really needs to know who needs to be consulted you need to spend in more research but you can't talk down to people you will have to engage you will have to make ways uh, in the which policies are formulated so that their concerns are addressed and it's that kind of a dialogue which will then help but even in that if there are communities for instance in india we have say a certain number of scheduled languages right i think there is just one tribal language that has been included in it there are no tribal languages that are there for a community to feel that they would be listened to you can't make them feel that without sharing power right so i can't keep calling your language a dialect 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 and not even call it a language of regional importance and then expect you to feel that if you talk to me i will listen to you so for states like odisha chatisgarh jharkhand andhra and i'm just naming a few who have a significant tribal population they would do well to look at their state list of languages and include some of these languages as important regional languages for the community to feel that they, they are being called to these tables not to be talked down to or given a set of things to do or comply with but they are also being listened to there has to be a mutual respect for this idea to actually travel and most importantly you have to reimagine higher education because it has a tremendous backward linkage as long as your higher education remains exclusively in english any change at the bottom uh, would be very difficult to implement so it's important to talk to the communities and listen to them and also know where it is important to listen to the experts and bring them together so that they hear each other thank you shivani for sharing such great insights it's been a wonderful discussion and i personally have learned a lot from this conversation so You're thank right. you shivani thank you so much saranj and i would definitely be glad to share some works on this in case you know you want to uh, we'll definitely be looking forward to that <laughs>